Welcome, friends, to a very special edition of the podcast. Myself, Mr. T, and my co-host, Pat, from The Putting Penguin, spoke with Neil and Brian of Cuckoo Kangaroo, the Minnesota music group that has a new miniature golf-themed song. We couldn't resist, and we wanted to do it visually, so we streamed it on Facebook Live. You might notice that we make some visual references throughout the program, and the audio sounds a little bit different, but bear with us. And if you want to see the whole program in its entirety with all the visuals, just go over to our YouTube page or our Facebook page, and you can see an archive of our conversation. But for now, without further ado, let's jump right into it with Cuckoo Kangaroo on the podcast. I think we are going to kick things off with a little video, and we'll be right back. Tom, what do we do? We're upside down. It's all Tom. good. It's all good. It's all it's perfect. Good. We're, we're you, know, still... you, you practice, you practice, and then we're still on know. the right side of our logo, so it makes sense. It's it's all good. Tom's, Tom, Tom's got to understand how to use his mute button after I'll, telling us. I'll unmute him. Oh no! <laughs> I was I was like talking to myself. This is like this is like a, a pandemic foul. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. You can see on your left side. The podcast. I'm Mr. T. My name is Tom, and I do a couple of putts with my wife, Robin. And we live in Minneapolis and do a bunch of things mini golf, including building, designing, and reviewing courses. And then above me. Yeah, so I'm Pat, and so around the, mini on the podcast. Yep, I'm Pat, and around uh, the world of mini golf, I'm known as the Putting Penguin. I run the Putting Penguin website, which reviews miniature golf courses and i play competitive mini golf and i'm out of connecticut so the only east coaster here and uh hello my name is brian from cuckoo kangaroo and i have no butt at all so therefore i wrote a song about butts yeah wow that's incredible hello i'm neil um as you can see here on my tag uh I, brian and i are in cuckoo kangaroo and uh, we love mini golf and putt putt golf and we made a song about it and uh hope you uh hope you enjoy it we're we're uh we're dipping our toe into the world of uh of, of miniature golf so i hope we're accepted by the community um despite uh you know trying to learn the difference between putt putt and mini golf and all the terminology and stuff but uh, we're excited to be here and we want to encourage everybody if you're obviously streaming this right now you're seeing it either on cuckoo kangaroos facebook page or the podcast page or maybe you're seeing a broadcast on youtube later we're going to archive this as well so don't worry if you miss part of it we're going to have this all for you later and please leave some comments because throughout the show we can even address them on the screen here with our little program like this one which i think we have to agree with where amanda phillipson says mini golf is way more interesting than regular golf 
Can't argue. Don't even call it. Don't even call it regular golf. It is big golf. The, the regular <laughs> yeah. golf for us yeah. is mini golf. It's big golf. <laughs> and Amanda is from the UK, where I found out yesterday has a, a museum of the history of mini golf over in the UK. Whoa! I didn't know Tom. I didn't know Pat. Yeah, crazy yeah. golf. They like to call it over there. Oh, oh I like this. Yes, and that's Again. Richard Nemily, isn't it? Richard Nemily Gottfried over in the UK. Yep, they run the Crazy Golf Museum. Wow, that's that's amazing. We um, yeah, we've been lucky enough to tour in the UK a couple times, and um, it's so fun to to learn all the little differences and words and terminologies and the way people do things and stuff like that. So let's just add this to the list. It's uh, it's Crazy Golf. Everybody remember that. Just another song we can't play in the UK because it doesn't make any sense. Gosh, just another one. At least it's not as offensive as Fanny Pack. Okay, you have to re- you have to really explain yourself when you play the song Fanny Pack in the UK. As, as it turns out, um, you guys can just Google that yourselves. But um, uh, but yeah, so okay, Crazy Golf as well. People will just have to uh, we'll have to find a rhyme for crazy. I uh, I don't know to to do the song properly. We'll have to yeah. We'll make it we'll make it go everywhere. Looks like Casey Roberts has said they'd never even heard of putt-putt golf until they went to Alabama on vacation as a preteen. Kansas people call it mini golf. So another uh, semi-upper Midwesterner like some of us that uh, prefer the mini golf nomenclature. Tom and Pat, can you please ID the course that they played at there in uh, Alabama? Which one was it? Ooh, I don't know. I've never played a course in Alabama. I don't even know if I've set foot in Alabama, to be honest. Mm. I have not. It's one of the few states. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm sorry. I'm going to assume an immense encyclopedia knowledge of all the courses uh, in the entire world. So um, I guess there's some blind spots, though. Sorry. Sorry sorry to put you on blast. I didn't mean to do that. Hey, you get you get into New England and and that uh, that rate hit rate is going to get a lot higher in terms of talking about courses. Yeah. South of the Mason Dixon, it gets a little fuzzy for this Yankee. What about you, Tom? Do you have a region? Is it Midwest? And that's your, you know, the Midwest best, or is there a different area that you specialize in as far as your mini golf life? I think at this point, and I think Pat's underselling himself a little bit for as much as he probably doesn't know about the South. I think between the two of us, we probably know, the entire world of mini golf on some level. Like we could probably rattle off a few Australian, New Zealand, Finnish, Norwegian, UK, even a couple mini golf courses down in Thailand. Here's a funny thing for you too. So you know that both of us were on wrong side of my shirt. Holy moly. There before the show, Holy moly, there is a series of mini golf courses in Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore called Holy moly that, they have these fun themed courses that on one of them you're playing scenes from Jaws or the you putt through the Simpsons living room. And so when Holy Moly got announced, the first thing we thought was, it's like, wait, is this the Australian courses? So that's kind of our that's that's like our mini golf nerdery at work. We're we're all over the world. Pat, where you've played in some other countries, because I've played in Iceland, Japan, and in the Middle East, in Qatar. What about you, yeah, Pat? I played a handful of courses in the UK and Sweden. So we're getting the whole globe. What about you two? Yeah, sorry, not to like. I'm not trying to like one up you, but um, but I've uh, I've played mini golf in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota, and um, and then again 
in Bloomington, Minnesota, on the other side of the city uh, in the Mall of America. Wow. Are we getting into it this early, Brian? Are we talking West versus East Bloomington? <laughs> we can't. We can't do it. We can't do it. Not on here. Not on we'll here. Save, we'll save that for the, like bts behind the scenes yeah talking. i didn't i didn't i didn't mean to i wasn't gonna bring it up this early in the show i didn't mean to like squash you guys with you know countries and stuff like that but i have played on both sides of one city so bring it neil what you got what you we'll got? have to wait to discuss the bloomington battle until someone in the comments um you know come comes after you or um you know really really ignites that ignites that fire oh. thing you know go uh you know what is it uh, go jags or whatever um or neil, don't do it don't do it okay uh, don't I'm, do it i'll do it I won't say anymore. We'll see if it happens naturally. But, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Mini golf. I'm trying to think of. Uh, for me, it's mostly. I, I've played a lot in South Dakota. That's uh, that's a lot for me. My, I got a lot of family in South Dakota, so uh, those are my most fond mini golf memories. Is like playing with my family when we're on like family vacations, and it's like, all right, we got to get out of the house. We're tired of hanging. Let's. What can we do? And it's like, what's for everything? What's for everybody? Mini golf for everybody. Let's go. And so, uh, yeah, like Sioux Falls, and uh, and uh, I spend summers in uh, outside of Rapid City in a tourist town called Hot Springs, South Dakota, out in western South Dakota. So I played there. And uh, but yeah, those are those are the two that come to mind as far as at least outside of Minnesota that uh, I kind of have fond memories of. But I'm trying to think if one of them was a uh, Pirates Cove. That's the other thing that's like. That's like the brand name. That's like what I think of, at least when I was a kid, of like, oh, that's like high end, like nice, like huge, like waterfalls and like mountains and like rock work and caves and stuff to put in. Like, I feel like at least for a while, I mean, now it's like the sport has exploded and I feel like there's more going on. But I feel like Pirates Cove, if you found a Pirates Cove in town, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is the top of the tops. Speaking of top of the tops, here's the question for Neil from one Randy Rice, former Holy moly contestant and overall really smart person and Disney lover. Neil, have you played the courses at Disney World? Oh my gosh, Randy knows about my obsession with Disney parks. That's that's incredible. Um, I've never played, but actually I am going to Orlando tomorrow for a week. Uh, first vacation in the pandemic, you know, vaccinated and all that stuff. So I'm excited to go. And I have a t-shirt of Fantasia Gardens. I also collect vintage Disney shirts. And so, and I'm staying right there at the Swan, a Swan and Dolphin. And so I am very much considering going. I just need to check if they're open right now. I'm not sure if they reopened with the rest of the parks at Disney World. So if Fantasia Gardens is open, I'd love to go and check it out because again, I have the shirt and I've never done that. I think it might not be long for this world. I, I I don't have any inside info on that, but um, I, I would love to go and check it out. So, yeah, I think they did reopen and absolutely. Cool. If they are play them, um, those are some of the best. And I would say if you have the chance, it's not Disney, but head on over to U Universal play Hollywood drive in. Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Immersive two courses. One's like a B movie alien and the other one's like a B movie horror theme. And they're just awesome. Play them at night too. You get the best experience at night. Is it kind of on property? Is it like walkable from like it's a, a city, city walk? It's in city walk. Okay. Okay, cool. Wow. That's rad. Wow. I didn't know about that one. I got to check that out. Theme parks. Another good place for, uh, for mini golf, I guess. Makes a lot of sense. When Absolutely. Tom and I were chatting last night, he gave me the lowdown on all of them. I looked them all up. They're <laughs> next level. They are next level. What do you mean all of them? The theme, uh, Disney the, all the, yeah, all the ones in Orlando. Oh, nice. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Is that considered like the capital in the States for that? Or is that more Vegas? Or wh where's the where's the most good, awesome, over-the-top theme, uh, themed uh, mini golf courses in the States? So you're probably talking Myrtle Beach is is 
generally known as the mini golf capital of the world. It's got the most mini golf like per square mile of any place else. And they've got some really great ones. We play some big tournaments down there. Orlando's probably 1B to that in terms of just theming and size and everything. And then Vegas does have some, and I'll pull this up here. So Kiss Mini Golf in Vegas. Uh, So that's actually part of the Monster Mini Golf chain, which started here in Connecticut. So I I'm fortunate enough to know the person who started that and still owns it, but they have Kiss and they have a Twilight Zone themed one in Vegas as well. And they're indoor black light. They do all their own artwork that you guys would love it. They usually have a DJ going in the course. It's it's over the top. Those are the ones like one, two, three. If I had to like push people to touristy places to go play, that's where I would go. Yeah, hundred percent. And that that actually, uh, I see Elisa had asked, "What are our favorite courses?" And this is like a, a plug for a thing that a club, a couple of putts is doing, is that we're publishing something on this really cool website to find things all over the world called Atlas Obscura early next week, where we listed our eighteen favorite mini golf courses around the world. And I don't know if Pat's played it. I don't think he has. But I think for my wife and I who do a couple of putts, our favorite course by far is just outside of Chicago. It's called Parking. It's got two 18-hole courses, a huge pink castle, holes where you like hit the ball into like a little thing that takes the ball up and then sends it down a roller coaster. It's awesome. You will have so much fun on that. But yeah, let's throw that around to everybody. Pat, what's your favorite course? Ooh, unfortunately, my favorite all-time course no longer exists. It was called Perils of the Lost Jungle. It was outside D.C. It was a guy who had gone to Disney, looked at the Jungle Cruise, went back to his driving range and said, I'm going to build a mini golf that looks exactly like the Jungle Cruise, basically. And so you've got this driving range and right next to it, he built a bamboo forest that you walked into and had animatronics and it was so good. I went there during the day, went to go get dinner and had to come back immediately after to play it at night. And unfortunately, because of construction and various other things that no longer exist. So that, that's been my all time favorite above everything. I think, oh, geez, existing ones. Um, that's a tough one. There's a lot of great ones out there. I think the most unique one, and we were chatting about this a little bit earlier, is the Mount Atlanticus one in Myrtle Beach because it's just it's indoor outdoor you go up multiple stories you're there's water it's it's got a crazy storyline minotaurs aliens Greek history and it's got two courses that you could spend a couple hours there and they're not really that hard so a lot of hole-in-ones which is always fun so I like to push people there it's not the fanciest thing you're gonna see it's not a Disney love but it's just a fun like oh my gosh what am I doing here playing this and yeah Neil and Brian, how about your favorite courses that you've played? I can't, I can't name check too many of them. Like I said, just the you know playing as the family in uh, South Dakota. But yeah, definitely the you know the is is uh, what do I call it? What's the pirate thing? Pirates Cove is that still is that like chain still around? Is that still popping? Okay, cool. Um, so I'm sure that's good. Um, but one I've played recently, um, I was in Colorado Springs, and there's a place called Lost Island um, out there, and that was pretty cool. It was, um, you know, I would compare it to a Pirate's Cove as far as the elevation and the kind of complexity of the holes and and everything. But they had a lot of really cool, like, just enormous props of, like, dinosaurs. They had, like, yeah, huge dinosaurs, like, statues, kind of like animatronics, but they didn't move. So, yeah, big statues. They had a big King Kong and stuff like that. Kind of a mismatch, not a great, like 
consistent theme across it but you know it's pretty rare to see like multiple like huge dinosaurs at a place in a small area like that and uh they had like a plane and stuff like that so it's 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 a uh, kind of yeah jungly adventure themed a little bit but again it's kind of all over the place but that's what i did recently that I was really impressed by but this is definitely something that you know again brian you know brian and i were typically on the road a lot um you know not so much right now but we'll get back to that eventually but i think this is something we need to kind of add to our list of you know on an off day or um pre post show maybe if something's nearby um we'll definitely be looking into that atlas obscure article you know pinpointing some of those places so that when we're on the road we can do that because i think that's uh, i would imagine like you said there's i mean the fact that myrtle beach uh, i don't know exactly where that is it's in florida right or, or is that in um south carolina it's in the carolinas right south carolina yeah. yeah so it's like i don't know sometimes you i feel like some of these great places are probably off the beaten path and it's like it's in between two big cities and so like if you're driving like we are all over the country that's how you can actually hit some of these places because you are able to do those types of things so um i think we'll need to up our game here a little bit and uh and uh hit some more of these uh incredible courses yeah we've neil we're always uh we're always more curious about where the best breakfast place is but now right. we need to do where's the best breakfast joint and Papa golf plus spot that's it yeah okay neil you and i we got i, I got turned on to more artisan artisan mini golf that's what i'm gonna call that's what i'm gonna call the cool stuff right but through the walker through the walker um is it uh yeah for the walker art museum right art museum okay but had did robin okay now tom you and robin you and your wife robin you does did you start the first walker art no but you were a part of it no uh so the walker has been doing an artist design mini golf course since 2004. So they did one in 2004, took a couple years off, did it again in 2008, and then came back in 2012. And minus last year and this year, they had been doing it every every year since. Okay. And during that run of times, we had helped you know support artists on their ideas as well as we designed a handful of mini golf courses or mini golf holes that were on that course that I think still exist and hopefully will come back again. We had one that was like a gumball machine and a sideways big yellow watering can that had a loop for a handle. There was and- somebody cool. I think my favorite hole of that is one you like put up into. And then it was this giant like Plinko board that you like grabbed onto. And mm-hmm. you like, you like guided your ball like down to try to make it into the right hole. I was like, that's beautiful. Now, I don't I appreciate the facts that you just gave me, but I will um, continue to tell people that Robin invented all of the stuff at the Walker and pretty much said I tell people just Robin and Tom and invented mini golf and nobody bats an eye no, at all. <laughs> you know, nobody <laughs> bats an eye. OK, second really cool course um, at a camp that I work at up in Maple Lake, Minnesota, called Camp Courage. Um like maybe like 15 years ago, maybe it was 10 years ago, uh, a Boy Scout for their Eagle project made uh, the first we- totally wheelchair accessible uh, mini golf hole. So it's all flat. There's lots of like obstacles to like put through like a windmill going on like on power and things like that. And there's the hole, but there's concrete out so you can drive, you can like wheelchair around, but then all of the framing of the holes is like thick rubber that you can drive over. So you can put and guide, but you can drive anywhere. So uh, with all our campers that we 
that were there. We're playing, we're playing a lot of, we're playing a lot of mini golf up there on that hole. And some of them have been like overdone. So you have to, if you miss, you're messed up. You're going out, you're going wide, but uh, that one's cool. I just like the unique stuff. That's what I love about, that's what I love about pup Puck Golf, you guys. It's just, I love the flair. I love it. It's the best. There's a lot of real unique stuff. I mean, Tom's and Robin's article highlights a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, I love there's one and I don't know if Tom, I don't think you guys put this in it, but there's one in Lexington, Kentucky. That's all biblical based. So they have an Old Testament, a New Testament and a miracles course. And it's amazing. Just what they've like for the parting of the sea, water into wine, like everything is like the water into wine, the, the carpet changes from water, like this blue into a maroon. And so you can literally take anything on the planet and turn it into a mini golf hole. Yeah, well, we're just uh, we're going to keep building our careers. You know, we're, we're getting there, but there will be a Cuckoo Kangaroo mini golf course eventually. Um, you know, we're featuring each hole is a different theme of, you know, one of our songs and stuff like that. So I, I could see it in the future. So we'll just um, obviously be co-branded with a podcast here and everything. So we'll get that going soon enough. And they'll probably be in Bloomington. So let's do it. I'm just going to I'm going to build it in my backyard in Hopkins. Let's just do it. People can just show up. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, uh, so to make sure that anybody here has somehow not heard the mini golf song that's just exploding across the nation, putt, 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 it's the third single of a slow clap from our guests, Neil and Brian from Cuckoo Kangaroo over here. Even their album, the third song, you have a song about honey, you have a song about lemonade, you have a song about putting and butts, that's four holes. That's like you have a butt-shaped hole, you have a putter-shaped hole, yep. you have like a honey-shaped hole, which oddly enough, Robin and I have actually made a honey-shaped hole and a lemonade-themed hole. I love You're it. You're four holes in already. How well, Like if you have a whole album full of songs, maybe it's just it's the slow it's the slow clap course. Yeah, we could do. We you know we're, we're fond of concept albums. This one is not. This is this album is notable because it's the first album in quite a while we've put out that's not a concept album. It's just you know all the songs are different topics. So yeah, we could have album album courses uh, like that. So that let's wow this this has no end point. I guess um, Neil, I see here in the chat that Robin, yes. uh, creator of Mini Golf, yes. said that uh, she'll design the Cuckoo Kangaroo course. Oh, oh, that's a no-brainer. She so also said for, she also said for free too. Wow. Oh my perfect. gosh. Perfect. For free, for free. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And Pat is gonna do all the design work um pro bono too. Thanks, Pat. It means a lot for you saying that. <laughs> Just uh throwing all your weight behind it. It's great. Yeah. And, and if you need if you need any uh you know certification of how good your song is, so my, my five-year-old is in the room. He visited a little bit before. He came over while we were talking and asked me to pull up the mini golf song on YouTube while he Ooh. was in the room. So clearly certified fresh by my five-year-old. You can't get better than that. What's up, Malcolm? Malcolm, you gotta say hey. You gotta say hey on the cast sometime. Yeah, we'll get him back over here, but he's he's enthralled with your video right now. <laughs> Entertainer. We have more. We have a couple questions. Nick Abdo has just been throwing us questions in the chat, and we're going to throw a shameless, shameless plug. Guest, is there a good mini golf website or source to find the best courses? I would say that there is a website called The Putting Penguin that's been around for 20 years that has 
hundreds and hundreds of reviews. And then there's a couple of putts where we have a couple hundred reviews. Of courses that Robin and I played. So if you want the best uh, out of a thousand courses that we've played in a bunch of countries, I'd say those are probably two good places to go. Yeah. With maps and everything. I mean, we make it really easy to find the courses for you. And then that and Atlas Obscura dropping on Monday, right? And that app, and then that's dropping on Monday probably too. And here's another addition to uh, – so Nick was asking about a bunch of local courses and I never played the putt-putt that was off of 494 and Penn, but I've heard about it, heard really fun stories. But – and it was a putt-putt brand. Minnesota at one point had putt-putt brand courses, but we don't right now. But he also asked about the best mini golf courses in Minnesota, and we're actually going to publish on a couple putts later this spring an exhaustive review of every mini golf course in Minnesota. There's maybe five to ten in far out state Minnesota that we haven't played yet. But I'd say if you want some good choices, Lily Putt, Big Stone, Big Thrill Factory, Can Can, they're super distinct. But going towards what Brian was talking about, near where both of you kind of grew up in Lakeville. There is a free outdoor course called King Park that was designed specifically around accessibility where both the playground and the entire nine-hole mini golf course that are free are fully wheelchair accessible in and out on everything. All you need is your own putter and your own ball. And I'm going to say this. So a couple of putts, Robin and I are in Minneapolis. If you reach out to us and you want to drop us a message, we... Years ago, someone who uh, was replacing their putters at a course gave us all their old putters. We'll set out some balls and putters if you want them and have them to go play King Park whenever you want. Just drop us a message and a like, and we'll be happy to share those. But I thought I'd, I thought I'd throw that out there for Nick. Um, so, yeah, it looks like looks like we might have a new guest on the show. Uh, we have Malcolm. Yeah, hey, buddy. Hi! What's your favorite mini golf? Which one do we play a lot? Do you remember? No. No. Is it called Matterhorn? Yeah. No, we're going to clam up. <laughs> Ooh, Matterhorn's a ride at Disneyland. That's cool. Uh, Matterhorn. Is that that, uh, that sounds fun. That, is that uh, is that near where you live, Malcolm? The Matterhorn mini golf course? So, yeah. Yeah. Not too far from us in Connecticut. Yes, it's an entirely Swiss-themed mini golf course with a Matterhorn there. So if you enjoy the ride, then yeah. Oh yeah. Pikachu. You like Pikachu? See, part of the putting penguin is we bring a penguin, a little stuffed penguin with us to every single course. We even had one when we were on Holy Moly. If you watch, he's in my pocket and everything. So I've gotten my children conditioned so that they should be bringing stuff to the mini golf course to act as their stand-in. So apparently today it's a Pikachu. It's a good choice. Pikachu. There's got to be a there's got to be a Pokemon uh, uh, course somewhere. I suppose I got to get the license mm-hmm. for that. So that that would be hard. And I have a Pokeball ball. You do have oh. a Pokeball ball. That's true. Yeah, we that use that fun. on the course. Yeah, I like it. All right. Sorry, hey, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm, wait. Oh, they got a Malcolm, question before you go. Okay, I asked you earlier, oh. and I wanted you that you were going to think about it. Who's better at mini golf, you or your dad? Do you remember who's better? Yeah, you don't know. You don't want to say, say you. Say you. He's so, say yeah, he's so modest. You. He's so modest, Brian. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do the answer you want. He's a very kind, modest All right. boy. He knows. Thought... He knows he has a long way to go before he can defeat his father. It's like uh, it's I like how I. Do. 
Yeah, Pikachu's good at golf too. I, I used to have to play my dad uh, in basketball in the front yard, in the in the driveway. And I remember when I could finally beat him. It took me a while. I was like a teenager, so it'll it'll be all right, Malcolm. If one day you'll you'll take him down. Just yeah, keep okay. practicing. All right. Can you say bye? Bye. <laughs> bye, Malcolm. Thanks for being cool. I have to, I have to tell him I have a Pikachu. <laughs> and i saw earlier in the chat we had somebody that was talking about uh we have shauna that was talking about their favorite course when they were a child in sudbury ontario canada and we had somebody else if i remember right that had mentioned mini golf in Manitoba. Lots of great comments in the chat. Keep them coming. We really appreciate it. But uh, I have played mini golf in Canada and in Manitoba. There's two really fun courses called, uh, oh, what is it called? You putts. And there's one in the golf dome in Winnipeg that are super fun. So if you're from the, they call it the peg, I think. And there's like another name that they call Winnipeg, which is a really nice city. Uh, we have that. And then I also see uh, we're looking for a shout out, Neil and Brian. I'm going to pull it up on screen. Dorchester, Dorchester. What's up, Dorchester, Massachusetts? Okay, shout out. This this is this is quite the name for your class. This might be a mouthful for four year olds, but hey, I'm in pre K B class at St John Paul II Catholic Academy in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Okay, you're asking me to do it in a Massachusetts accent? No, I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. All right. Hey, shout out, you guys. Thanks for being fans, you guys. We'll roll it. That's awesome. Hey, I saw earlier up there, um, Tom and Pat, I saw earlier in the chat someone saying, like, we're, we live in Iowa, and we make our own in, in the winter. We make our own in our basement. And I think that's something I love so much, watching the couple of putts the whole pandemic was just watching guys, like, repost all the people that, made like cool putt putt stuff in their house and we even made one in ours we have like a really long like uh entryway thing that kind of wraps around the things and um we were uh we got a little putter out we were we were testing it out so that was so cool to see what what was the coolest thing you kind of saw through the pandemic of people doing putt putt stuff well i'll say if you're on instagram the best thing to look for is the hashtag putt at home we archived some of them in our stories and our highlights from last year. And there were so many creations and it wasn't just people in the United States. There, it actually started, I believe in Italy, which is really cool because they had a big lockdown and all of these pros, people that play professionally uh, mini golf in Italy were just making things with cups going up and down stairs. They were using cardboard, they were using toilet paper rolls. And all you really need is you need putter and a ball and that's it you can make you can make it out of anything we we make a lot of our mini golf stuff we just start out of cardboard and that can be a, a fun way to go just overall but you could with your parents permission dig a hole in your yard and just put into the hats you could if you're in a cold uh, temperature you can go outside and dig a hole in the snow and they make these little molds for bricks like if people are building igloos in the winter you just fill it full of snow and you pack those together alongside you make a wall you have a mini golf course so it's mini golf is everywhere mini golf is for everyone it's sort of like neil's favorite sport basketball where you don't need much to play for basketball you need a ball and a hoop for mini golf you need a putter and a ball and you can even improvise on those and 
make your own mini golf hole. There was some crazy ones like the people who are doing like Rube Goldberg type setups where it's like downstairs and you know over tables and through chair like there's just there was some crazy crazy stuff that people did and it's just so so awesome to see and then yeah you sit there and like all right I got to figure out a way to top that. I mean, you know, we're mini golf people, right? Like you can't have, can't have that out there with at least trying to do something. So uh, we'll have to see. I mean, hopefully this pandemic will be over soon. So we are not stuck inside doing it, but uh, you know, next time it's cold and can't dig a hole in our yard to play, then yeah, maybe we'll do something that spans like three or four stories and goes outside and down the street. You never know. Pat, do you have one in your backyard? I know, Tom, you have one in your backyard, right? A hole? Yeah, he has one. I do not have one, surprisingly. Right. Although I just moved like a year ago, so I got some time to develop something. A year, Pat? Okay, great with the excuses. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that, Pat. We'll work on that yeah, one. Yeah, I we'll, should actually we'll... just have Tom come out and build me a hole in the back. I don't know what you, the heck I'm thinking. <laughs> you need a penguin a penguin shrine in your backyard. A peng- It should just be Ooh. a penguin shrine hole. Leading right up to, because I back up to a cemetery, so that would be a perfect display f- between me and the cemetery. <laughs> Tom, did I see a did I see a Ruggles the dog uh, um, style hold, holder for your? Look at that. That is your that is your dog, right? Pretty much, pretty close there. It, it looks like an old English sheepdog, like our dog Ruggles. And if you want to check him out, he's on Instagram, Sheepdog Ruggles. Uh, I have a feeling someday we're probably going to do an old English sheepdog themed uh mini golf hole and i saw another one in here elise elsa uh jordan uh who must be down in san antonio had mentioned their monster mini golf down there in san antonio and i was going to say one of the courses that's really really cool in that area is called cool crest and we added that already to atlas obscura and it's one of the oldest mini golf courses in the entire country It was built in 1929 and for you big design fans it's got like a really cool miami south beach art deco feel where it's like mint green and it has when we went there they had fresh grapefruit and lemon trees it's super cool so if you're in san antonio it's super cool and that's only an hour and a half from probably one of the other three best cities for mini golf Austin, Texas. It's great for music, but there's so many cool mini golf courses like Dreamland and Peter Pan and Dukes and Austin's and nearby in San Marcos. There's a cool course that opened last year called Putt Pub that's super fun. So you're down in that area and we're working on something, Pat and I, for the next year down in the uh, Austin area that hope to invite a lot of people too. So uh, stay tuned to podcast Putting Penguin and a couple of putts and we'll be We'll be uh, uh, announcing that. Um, lots of great comments. Elsa, creepiest hole you ever played? I'm going to take that one really quickly. There is an existing mini golf hole in an active funeral home outside of Chicago. I played it on my own. Robin wasn't there. We tried to play it previously, but they were not able to let us in because they had a funeral that day. The second time I went back, Robin wasn't with, they're like, you can come in. And there was a guy with a big suit that was tall and kind of scary. And they're like, you can go in the basement and go play mini golf by yourself on a death themed mini golf where the first hole is the skull that he used in mortuary school when he was like learning to become a funeral director, you have to jump over it where it's sitting in some sand. And there's one with a guillotine. I don't know. I mean, Pat, like 
I'm pretty sure that's like the the shorthand for like there's nothing that's going to top that in the mini golf world without getting like really weird. Yeah, that that definitely takes the cake. Although if you ever like play an abandoned mini golf, those things are super creepy. I mean, you're you're probably trespassing too. So, you know, folks out there, make sure you have permission before you go and do that. But uh those like especially around dusk, I mean, total horror movie vibes, but yeah, you can't you can't get better than an actual funeral home. <laughs> I think that's that's cool too. Of like, uh, that's the thing about mini golf is again with all the theming and all the different things. I, I think someone was saying something about like a clown clown situation. I know Brian's not a fan of clowns either. So I, there, there's also that for the creepy side of things. It could be you know not like traditionally cre- you know creepy or scary like death or whatever, but instead it's like oh I don't like dinosaurs. Don't don't get me anywhere near a dinosaur. I don't like clowns. Like. Then you go to one of these courses and you're faced with one you're you think you're gonna go in there for some fun, but then you're faced with one of your biggest fears. Like it's a way to way to conquer it, I get I guess. Uh but yeah, it depends on uh, maybe uh w- where your phobias lie, I suppose. You may wanna take a little bit before you go to a monster mini golf. Just saying. If you got a clown thing, I'll warn you up front. And I actually this this transitions well into a question that I had thought about for Cuckoo Kangaroo because you have a hit song called Dinosaur Stomp, and you have a hit song called Awesome Rainbows. So obviously, the question is, what's your favorite colored dinosaur on a mini golf course? Ooh, I like a, I like a, I like a purple dinosaur. You know, a little bit of Barney action in the house. You know, I feel like, but like, uh, I like when they make a realistic dinosaur a crazy color like that. So I think like that would be fun to have a purple dinosaur, a little bit of alluding to barney but instead it's just a crazy raptor or something that's purple yeah and um i just uh i have to I have to go with uh sinclair gas station green you know i um if a dinosaur doesn't look green i actually i can't see it it's not real you know it's not just authentic it, yeah it's not real to me it i it's 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 not even that it isn't real i just don't know it exists so so that's why I, I think I'd like other ones, but my body, my vision just is, doesn't allow me to see those things. And that also what, what makes me such a great mini golf player is that I see like a pink dinosaur. And I can put right through it because I don't see it. I just see hole. I just see the hole. It's a, it's a superpower you have. That's why you're so talented. They it's so rare. It's so rare. I mean, eventually we will be on Holy Moly, whether as contestants or performing our new hit song, Put Put But But. I mean, no but, doubt. Um, but uh, I think Brian, if you're saying what you're saying is true, I think you you definitely could be a contestant then because you have you have mini golf superpowers. It sounds like. Yeah. I, I, yes, I do have superpowers, and I think it'd be great for Ruggles the dog to co-anchor host with rob riggle so it's ruggle and riggles you know what i mean together and get get riggle get ruggles to wear the suit coat like riggles but say like it's <laughs> rob ruggles and rob riggles together tom it, you probably have his phone number have you sent him a message about about ruggles uh that'll be happening very shortly that's <laughs> but, definitely happening speaking of speaking of co-hosts your uh, putt putt butt butt video, you had your own. You, you were able to get the famous Chip England and Tom Rizzo from the mini golf world, the t- two big commentators. And I'm wondering, they're in your video. They're kind of blowing up. Do you think it's possible that for season three of Holy Moly, they're going to replace Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore? 
Whoa. Uh, I mean, they haven't told us that specifically, but we suspect that that is their end game here. They they definitely, um, you know, they want to they want to climb the ranks, as any of us do. And wherever our careers are, they want to continue to get bigger. And it doesn't get any bigger um, than Holy Moly right now. So I, I think that's that's what they would want to do. I mean, they said that, oh, they, they like our band because they have kids and uh, oh, they know us from the school and stuff like that. But uh, we're suspecting that it's a little more of a, you know, it's a little more of a selfish motivation for them. Um, they're very ambitious fellows, but uh, hey, they know the game, so um, we 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 put we put them on the track. So if you listen to our song, put put but but get to the end of the track, you'll be able to hear them, and uh, and I hope you enjoy their performance. Yeah, it was a it was a big ask to get them on the track, and um, took a lot of like coercion with their management team, and and we offered to pay them. They said, you know, we'll just take some shirts. They're just fans, you know. So I thought, you know, they're going to be like, hey, I want an XL, I want a large. I didn't mean to like show off what their shirt size was. It's just the unisex, and um, but no, they were like, they they each wanted like a hundred shirts. So I mean, they really put us out a lot. I don't know what they're going to do with them. They're probably just going to end up at like Goodwill or something, but it was, it was a big ask. And, and for those of you, so we're all trying to lobby to get Cuckoo in Holy Moly some way. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see them if they have like, they have like a duos competing together would be really yeah. cool, but let's get them in the soundtrack. So on Instagram, Steph Curry, tag him, say, let's get Cuckoo in. Wes Denning, you have to look a little bit. He's the Australian producer of the show. Tag him. There's, I think, Chris Colvener and a couple other people. So just look for any of the people that are working in Eureka Productions. Tag them and tell them, get Cuckoo Kangaroo in season three of Holy Moly. They might have finished filming it already, but they probably don't have as much good music in the show as the song that we've all been witness to this week. So... Let's make it happen. Putt, 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 putt. Let's blow it up. Let's do it. Let's do it. I've um I've been in touch with a couple of them, and um, sadly, they were like, oh, you're friends with Pat? We're out. And so... It's kryptonite. You know, I said, it, uh, it, it's tough. When you don't live up to your reputation on the show, you fall short. They just they cut you loose. They're like, no, we brought you on to bring in millions of viewers, and you didn't do anything for us. You're dead to us. Oh, there it is right there. The ball. Yeah. And, and hey, just to be, you know, to be honest here, we, we will go. We'll go to Australia if that's what it takes. You know, obviously, L.A. is closer to us here in the States. That would be better once that gets rolling again. But uh, Tom was letting me know that, you know, the, 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 the they've taken it over there on, on Australia. And so we'll go there if that's what it takes to be on uh, on the on the Holy Moly. We will travel it's whenever we can. Anyway, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I, I don't really like vacationing or warm places, but I appreciate like, uh, I don't know, what's the flight to Australia? 15 hours or something like that? Yeah, 30, 30, 40 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to catch up on the crown season four. So I just need that time. My kids aren't allowing me the time. So that's the only reason I'll say yes to it is I want the flight, you know, the tiny the screen. Flight. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I like the tiny screen on Delta, but then I like to watch on my iPod touch because I like it a little smaller, you know, even tinier. It's not small enough, yeah. Yeah, you got to go little. Gotta go you you got to go iPod Classic and watch something on that little square. <laughs> square. Oh, yeah, square. I've done that. Yeah, that's great. Nothing like <laughs> yeah, cinematic no, quality Brian. on a late 2000s technology. <laughs> you know, Brian, uh, there is a show, There is a hole uh, that's been in season two of Holy Moly 
and that they brought it down to Australia. It's called clowning around. And there's a whole bunch of clowns running around. And what Ooh. happens is we talked about this when we recapped all of the Australian Holy Moly is that if you miss the putt, you, first of all, you get in this big contraption, you get spun up upside down and you have to putt upside down the magnetic ball. And then if every shot that you miss before you get it in the hole, a clown comes up and hits you in the face with pie every miss. Oh, did you lose me for a second there? No, we heard it all. I heard about the pie. See, I I think I'd like that. I like I like a villainous clown. What I actually don't like is really like sincere, earnest clowns that are trying to win back the clown reputation. You know, because I just um, I know it's inside of them, and they're trying to be kind and ask me how I'm doing, and I'm like, just pie me, just just pie me. Let's go. Get you it know? over with. <laughs> just get it over with. Be so I like those. For you. I like those pies that are right. They're honest about that. They're like, I'm gonna pie you. I don't want to know how you're doing. Boo boo. <laughs> that sounds cool. Magnetic ball. So I think I has that been released yet? I think Neil and I were watching it. I remember that one. So it's up. You have to put up on the ceiling essentially, or you no, upside you, down. You flip upside down like you're in this like contraption that you're strapped into boots, and it spins you around and around and around, and then it stops when you're upside down, and so the ball is above you, and your head is facing down. And you hit the ball that's been magnetized on that thing. And I showed this earlier. I want to give a little plug. Pat's hitting their 20-year anniversary for putting penguin. And I'm terrible at lining this up with my camera. But what do you notice about this ball? Look at it. Look very closely. I mean, it's it's completely smooth. It looks like a ping pong ball. It's uh it's, it's tricky. Is, is it it's not completely or? smooth? No. I'll let Pat tell you about this. Yeah, so little little deep dive into the beautiful world of worldwide mini golf. So it is a it's actually a really huge sport around the world, but in Europe they play a, really a different type of mini golf. They, there's different surfaces. So you know we play on the fake grass and everything, right? Like they have basically what's concrete courses and sheet metal courses where they use rubber balls, a variety of different types, different densities, different sizes, different bounces. And that's what this is. And they're, those courses are designed. So if you pick the right ball and you hit in the right place, you can get a hole in one every time. Um, so it's like a completely different set over there. So for our 20th anniversary, we were like, well, let's just go crazy. And we made our own European style ball, some of the stuff we got in on. And so if anybody's interested, you can check us out on social media. We still got some for sale, but yeah, um, it's, it's really cool. And if you ever want to like completely nerd out for what mini golf is outside of clowns and volcanoes and dinosaurs, uh, for anybody listening, world mini golf sport federation, mini golf sport.com. That's like the legit, trying to be an Olympic sport arm of mini golf. It's really cool. But oh, we're learning today. I like that. I didn't know about that. The European style ball. I like that. Yep. yep. But now I got to pivot a little bit to it's some serious hard hitting questions, because first of all, as a Connecticut person, there are two things that we will die on the hill for. One is the Hartford Whalers and two is pizza. And I know your guys' love of pizza. My important question is, if you had to design a mini golf-themed pizza, what would you put on it? 
Wow. So it's real food and it's mini golf themed. Okay. So we need to, uh, yeah, we need to, we need to get some toppings on there. That would be, that would, that would, uh, you know, somehow be the course, man, I don't know what you would need to do. I'm trying to think like how you would, um, you know, maybe have cheese or something that it, it, it forms kind of a, maybe the, the pole pie is essentially one whole. And so I would like there to kind of be like a course, if you're looking top down on it, that you would see if there's a path of where the ball could go. But I'm trying to think like what toppings could like be, you know, like you're saying the volcano or the dinosaur or the, you know, the pirates or whatever. I'm not really sure, Brian, what, what would you do here for what sort of uh, toppings could, uh, you know, I guess we could have like a pepperoni tower maybe or something like that. You have to, you have to get around, um, What's a good uh, what's a good uh, circular uh, topping that could be the ball? Maybe like an olive. Um, so we're 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 eating. We have a real pizza, right? Obviously, pizza. a large, a extra large. I mean, there's. I don't even know why they have a small. I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like personal pan. And so we're designing now. We're gonna do if we're gonna let's say what came to my mind right off the bat was that we need to make a pizza that is like six feet in diameter that is okay. real, right? Oh, yes. I like this. Yes, yes, yes. And so if you're standing on one side with, you know, obviously veggie sausage ball on one side, you know what I mean? You got and you're going to hit it. But I don't want to really disrupt the pizza. I don't want any dirt getting on it because I'm going to eat it. So -hmm. therefore, you have to loop your ball to the absolute opposite side where the hole is or or so you have to like get a curve going on so there's a little curve i think around the crust obviously it's traditional crust you know what i mean we're not doing thin crust right now we're not in a pinch but there's a challenge where they give you like one of those like giant pizzas like you know those ones that they're like hey this like can't this can't fit through your door you need like a subaru forester to bring it home yeah it's you free know? if you eat it all and so what they say right there is like if you can eat this slam the whole pizza then a giant like pizza crust thing cutter comes and almost like enough but it slices the six foot diameter pizza in half it splits it and you can do a straight Put put shoot right through it, right to do a hole in one, and then obviously there's confetti, but the confetti is pepperoni. Whoa, that was whew, man. I mean, I mean yes, I'll, sign me up, sign me up, let's do it. I'm, Pat, gonna, mute. Was, I'm gonna mute now. I'm gonna mute. Yeah, <laughs> Pat, Pat, that was nice of you to um, email that question to Brian earlier in the week, so you had all the time <laughs> to, to think about it and uh, prep that amazingly elaborate uh, pizza hole. That that was nice of you. <laughs> You know, I, I want to make sure it looks good on the on the tube here. I have a little bit more technical question because we're talking about serious competitive mini golf. And obviously, putt, putt, butt, butt is like an instructional song. So what is the precise ratio of putt to butt? Because there's because we want to know how to get a hole in one on every hole. So what is the ratio? Yeah, to, for me, uh, you know, I really think that, you know, it, it might not be the best actual, um, you, you know, uh, you know, it, it's not the best form to actually move your body that much when you're putting. But what we have found and why we wrote this song is that if you get the butt moving just enough right before you swing, it actually gives you an extra little bit of momentum that, you know, if you do it the same way every time, it can actually help your help your swing, help your game. So um, I think for everybody, it's different based on your body mass. But I think if you get an even 50-50 booty 
but to um, to uh, swing in there, um, you're going to be you're going to be shooting straight. You're going to be still online as if you were standing still, right? As if you were totally both feet planted. But instead, the little bit of sway back and forth is again going to give you that um, the extra uh, momentum that you need to uh, shoot your best ball. So I, I think it's a pretty much even 50-50 or one to one ratio. That that's that's physics right there. Yeah, I was yeah. I was going to add in just a simple terminology and just say inertia. That's it. Mm, inertia. Yes. Thank you, Bill Nye. <laughs> That's all you need. I saw I saw that uh, Randy's been uh, Randy's been rocking his uh, his uh, his popsico putsico, loving it, Randy. I really like that. My club is high, my ball is low, and this is how I putsico. Um, uh, you know, I'd be lying if uh, if I said that you know we were we were really into the 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 uh, popsico at all. I mean, people people say that a lot to us, but listen, Randy, you took it to the next level. Those are great puns. Tom was the we thought Tom was the pun master here, um, but you uh, you're challenging him right now, and I really like that. It really fits in. So um, may, you can maybe write us ten of those, please, for different themes. That'd be great. And uh, I, we will say that we wrote this song a long time ago, maybe ten months ago. Filmed the video maybe nine months ago, and it wasn't until about four days ago that we realized how foolish we are. The chorus goes, but but. When you're trying to putt putt, but we named the song "Putt Putt Butt Butt." It makes no sense. We know we're fools. It's okay. We'll accept it. We just have to call ourselves out here before many other people do because it's actually backwards for the song. But I don't know why we did that. It's um, I think we just wanted the first words to be "Putt Putt" in there, and um, yeah, unfortunately, it's backwards though. But uh, hopefully, everybody else doesn't think about that. But we 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 realized it too late. It's too late. All the vinyls printed, the CDs are out, are printed. It's it's all going. So uh, uh, unfortunately, we just have to live with that mistake for the rest of our lives, and it'll haunt us forever. I I made a note. I made a note because I was like, wait, they say butt butt when you putt putt, but the song's called putt putt butt butt. I can't get this wrong, even though I'm going to take credit and blame for misspelling cuckoo kangaroo. Huge party fall when I launched this today. Gotta say, huge party fall. That's on me. So we all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It's all right. You know, you get a you get a mulligan, as they say in the business. Um, you know, you can we'll do this again and uh, you'll get it right. I, I believe in you. And uh, it's a common mistake. So don't worry. Lots of people. I mean, can, that's how you spell kangaroo. So it's technically right uh, in the dictionary. But yeah, our band name is four words. But uh, yeah, that that's OK. Uh, yeah, that's it's a common mistake. It's OK, Tom. It'll be right. uh, do we have time for uh, a quick little uh, penguin rant? I've been um, do we have time for it for a second? Of course. Yes, yes please. <laughs> okay. So I've been thinking about the penguin shrine that you're going to design in your backyard so that all of the lost souls can look at it um, at night when they come out in the graveyard. But, um, and I've been, I, the peng, I've been designing this, this uh, hole course here for a final, a final hole. Cause I'm thinking about a penguin. It really Hold depends up, on where. Let me see that. Let me see that. Well, I don't think the trajectory of the neck of the penguin is right. Robin, are you still listening? Is this can we rent? Can we do a three D rendering of this pretty quick here? Okay, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the penguin because I, um, my kids and I love to watch the penguins eat at the Minnesota Zoo. It's at 10 a.m. sharp every day. Don't be late, or you're not going to get a spot. Okay, and so 
but they give him a whole fish. Like the, if the penguin's body is like, you know, like 16 inches tall, like these fish are like six inches big and they swallow it whole, but they go all the way back. You know what I mean? So if you're going to have a penguin go, uh, a ball go into the penguin's mouth and maybe come out. Cause you know how they like sit on the egg to keep it warm. Maybe the whole, it's actually only one penguin in your backyard. And the, and the whole thing is like, just trying to do a huge jump. You know what I mean? So it's all about this like flight to get it directly going down. Like the fish eats like a penguin like that. And it comes out in the egg, almost like those like basketball things you put under the hoop and brings the ball right back. So you can like do the practice, your free throws. So if you can hit it just right in this big jump, it goes in the penguin's mouth and comes out where the dad would like sit on the egg right back to you. It's almost like a, I don't know. It's just where my brain was going today because I'm going to fly to your house tomorrow and design this. You got all this, Robin? Yeah, sold. Give it to me. And to answer the question while we're on the the topic of uh, penguins here. So while I am a huge hockey fan, I, um, despite being from Connecticut, am actually a Boston Bruins fan, although I will ride or die the Hartford Whalers. So it did not come from the love of the penguins. It literally came from I was looking for a name for the website. There was a stuffed penguin on the shelf and we went, man, the putting penguin just sounds cool. And 20 years later, here we are. So, uh, yeah, penguins, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. You just kind of you kind of jump on it. That's incredible. And Brian, thank you for the you know, the it's this is a very it's educational almost. You know, we talk about Disney and some of the, you know, some of the things they do in Epcot and some of the other things is like edutainment, you know, trying to teach you about a thing while you're having a good time. And uh, you've nailed it here with the, you know, with the wildlife, uh, you know, teaching people about how penguins eat and the, you know, the eggs and everything. So yeah, this is great. I think the Minnesota zoo should do a, do a golf course. They should do a mini golf course. Let's go with zoos. Zoos be a good place for a couple holes, right? Let's go. I'm sure that exists somewhere. Pat, this is getting a little too deep, but do you, when you think about what type of penguin the putting penguin is, I've looked at a couple different logos. Like, would you would you say a species? I know there's about like 27 different kinds, but what would you choose? Ooh, um, he's probably most likely to be like a little rock hopper penguin, you oh, know, because the great. emperor penguin, it, it, like too big to be carrying around on mini golf course. It's just a, a bit too much. And the rock hopper's got the little the tufts of hair. They look pretty cool. Um, I mean, he is generic. Uh, the actual putt is a you know generic Chinese made stuffed penguin. So if that's a type of penguin, then that's what he is. But let, let, let's go rock hopper as our unofficial real life penguin mascot i think i think that's a good choice i was afraid you were going to go like macaroni you know stay away from emperor that's great i think that's a great choice i will say a quick second if i can make a a recommendation the gen 2 penguin you know due to global warming um and antarctica freezing a little bit more uh, the gen 2 penguin can only lay its eggs on rock surfaces and because the ice is melting down there the gen 2 penguins are growing their species is tripling doubling so i don't know i put your money in rock hopper go gen 2 wherever you go wow the, the penguin knowledge is continuing here and uh you know I've, I've i've definitely been inspired for this conversation um i think i'm going to uh actually change my name to peter and uh i'm going to start a website um called the uh, the, the the putting puffin uh actually and uh i'm coming i'm coming for for pat here and we're going to be friendly rivals Okay. Do we, we got some time for one? I have another very important question because we were actually talking about this today, and this is going to go to your love of Star Wars a little bit. All right, let's go. So, 
mini golf a very family friendly game so in the star wars universe parent grandparent son what do you think the best duo would be is it like han and ben is it anakin and leia is it grandpa pelps and ray if you had to go out and say which two from a family perspective are going to be the best mini golfers out there who would you pick wow yeah there are so many good families in uh in the star wars universe wow um hmm. i mean you gotta go i feel i mean yeah i guess all these uh all these individuals are force sensitive and uh you know so that would go a long way i think in uh in your uh your putting abilities um but yeah i I think i'll go i think i'll just go classic with it and uh get the get the anakin and luke right let's get uh or or darth i guess you know you can whatever version I i guess i'd say um and uh i don't know i think that would be the one brian what do you think do you have any other uh better answers than just the classic right there i mean luke is the whiniest character in the history of cinema and so i'd never want to play with him ever um so i'm definitely going with uh team solo you know i'd probably i wouldn't i wouldn't go with uh ben and han just because they're rageaholics you know what i mean and they're definitely doing a uh you know a happy gilmore smashing something so i want to put i'd probably do um i'd probably i'd do i do leia and ben i think i do like mom mom son just because you know there'd be that rage there but there'd still be that respect you know what i mean because i'm playing with mom you well, know, and then you then, then they're still both force sensitive. Again, if you had Han in there, he wouldn't be able to use the force really to uh, you know guide that uh, guide that ball. So I think that's good. Someone just said Han and Chewie. I, if it didn't have to be family members, I would think I'd go R two and three PO um, due to their precise droid abilities. I feel like they would be very good at just the right amount of um, you know force and, and not uh, pardon the pun force, but you know they would they they would they'd be able just to dial it in. And uh, I feel like droids and robots robots especially in the future will be able to just hold one every single time ace my uh i i didn't really have a great answer for the pairing but my single person if he one person to be the best mini golfer i'm gonna go with qui-gon because he's got that like chillness when he's fighting mall but also he's not afraid to bend the rules a little bit so like you know gets a little close to the ball a little foot wedge into the hole get a little bit of better position i mean i think he'd be he'd be kind of terrifying out on the mini golf course tom tom what you got tom um, I saw Gary Schiff, uh, a pro mini golfer who's incredibly talented down in Florida, throw up Han and Chewy. It's a pretty, it's pretty good because you might want to go Han and Leia. A lot of people would think, but they're going to argue a lot, and that's not yeah. good out in the course. You got to have like, got to know where each other are. You got to have that sense of teamwork. But since we're talking about duos, I have a surprise update here from our earlier conversation. We talked about co-hosts, talked about Rob Riggle, and we talked about our sheepdog Ruggles. I don't know if you can see this, <laughs> oh, yes. but it looks like we might have a sneak preview of season three of Holy Moly. I think so. you, you, got, you got to take that background down. Can you take that down so you can see Ruggles' face? <laughs> oh, oh. oh hold on. Let me see if how. Oh, 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 oh. Sorry about that. I'm gonna let's uh, let's remove that. Oh, there, there we are. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ruggles and Riggles live on Holy Moly, calling the action. This is great. Look at that. Ruggles has uh, got his water dish right there in uh, in uh, in mug form. Beautiful, beautiful. 
Uh, yeah. People make fun of the turtleneck, guys, but it's important. <laughs> it it does keep you warm. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Oh wow, that's uh, that's uh, that makes me happy. Listen, something I need to bring up before we before we depart here is that I want to thank um, Tom for helping us actually with with the song uh, when we were writing the lyrics to the song. Yeah, like a year ago now at this time. Um, I, I threw some terms by Tom and I was like, I, I learned some of these. Are these good? Are these like, what, what else could I use here? You know? So he helped me out with some, with some different terms. I used ACE earlier. I guess that's uh you know, that's a good term to use. And um, I don't know, there, there was just, it was just helpful. I definitely went through the, through the demo to Tom and Robin to make sure that there wasn't any, um, you know, any, you know, any, any terms that maybe wouldn't be used or, or saying something in the wrong way. So, um, you know, it's, it's great to have a friend in your life who is, uh, you know, a mini golf expert who you can, uh, who you can do that to. Not many people, I feel like, can say that, that they have someone in their life that can uh, proofread a mini golf uh, lyrics and make sure they're good. So uh, Tom and, and, and Robin uh, had a hand in helping make this song what it was. So thank both of you very much. And uh, Pat, we'll do uh, next time we make the sequel. Um, we'll make sure you get in there. Or hey, when we make the Penguin song, we'll consult you for that. I was going to say, I mean, I expect a video on this this course that's going to be in my backyard as the follow-up. So, Well, little secret, Pat and our other friend, Robin Ventura, who was also on Holy Moly, we threw some of the terms by them. And it's like, would somebody use this word? Because I think we were like, what about mini, ball, mini golf clubbing or something? And you're like, I don't know if you would talk about like clubbing the ball. So <laughs> yeah. we got a little assist. It wasn't Robin and I had like thrown it around. Robin put a lot of work into the lyrics too. I'm not going to take all the credit. We're a couple of putts, but Pat and our friend Robin Ventura, our, our little putt when ready crew, along with uh, Randy Rice, definitely, uh, definitely contributed. I knew we just had to throw it to the community. We had to make sure it was right. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. Hey, Pat, you should check out our song, uh, Waddle Waddle. Um, you know, it's only uh, 60 seconds long, so I think it would be great, you know, intro music that you can just have on a Bluetooth attached to your belt. I know you're definitely uh, a cell phone uh, holster guy. I can see it from a mile <laughs> away, you know, so just just put your Bluetooth hanging off your butt and uh, just have that thing jamming every time you're about to make a putt and just know we made it for you. 10 years ago it'll be per it'll be when i uh go to these major tournaments you know first round on the first tee you know is is pat from connecticut waddle waddle right in the background wwe style checks in the mail <laughs> so i want to make sure that i don't let you go yet before asking the other really really big hard hard-hitting question because when you're in the mini golf world you kind of got to answer this question a lot which is what's your favorite color ball there's a oh. lot of different colors. We talked about this with regards to dinosaurs, but it's all about like, do you like a red ball? Do you like a yellow ball? Do you like a shiny silver ball? Oh. Or maybe a neon yellow ball? Or do you just go with like a, a basic white ball? That's a quite. 
Yeah, I feel like I uh, I usually reach uh, for the purple uh, when it comes to uh, mini golf. Uh, my favorite color is blue, but for some reason I like the purple against the typical green there. But I, I guess it would be more of a thing of okay, what is the surface and how does the how how does the ball um, you know uh, you know contrast with that? So and depending on what color the turf is, I feel like you could change your color of the ball. I just wouldn't go green on green. That would be kind of maybe the only one that would be out. Uh, but that silver one's cool. I've never really seen anything other than like the typical solid colors we just last year we put out a song called glitter so maybe there's like a glitter ball out there that we could use but uh, yeah I'll, I'll take purple please again that goes with my dinosaur pick so there you go hey what's the what's the color of that like lighter blue ball so it's not the navy is it like what do they call it centurion no what's that this, not, looks, like a, this looks like a royal it's like a royal blue I'm going, my eye goes right to that royal blue. What about you two? Ooh, so I like, so the shiny balls are made by a company called Chromax, and they have a bunch of different colors. And I wish I had the one I have because I have a incredibly bright neon yellow shiny ball that, yes, that's it right there. That, that no. That's my go-to. I like that one the best. <laughs> Tom, what you got? What's your fave? Robin says my, she she matches the color of the ball to her sneakers. That is a really cool idea. I should do that. My default is blue, whether it's this blue or and if you're listening on the podcast, it was like a shiny Chromax blue. We have a royal blue. That's a couple of putts. Mini golf is for everyone. Ball. Um, I think blue is always my favorite. I mean, as I showed earlier, again listening. Blue covered putter, the one that I used on Holy Moly, is a is a favorite. And also because we uh, these Chromax balls. Hey, Chromax, sponsor podcast. Uh, here's our shout out. Oh. Also, since we're getting to sponsors, uh, there's people mentioned they're from Canada. There's a new app where you control a real mini golf club and like these themed holes called One Shot Golf. That's super cool. And you can play for free a couple times every day. There's like a putter in an empty room on a fun themed surface and you control which direction it goes and how fast the ball goes. So <laughs> going to give them a shout out. They're uh, cool. There's always cool stuff. They're new sponsors yeah. and it's kind of fun to do, especially that's like a great putt at home. You don't get to hit the ball yourself, but options. Mini golf robots were, were one step closer to Skynet. So there we go. It's pandemic proof. <laughs> and the nice thing going back to the color ball, the nice thing about having a favorite color ball is if you don't get to play with that ball, then you can blame your poor play on it, right? You can be like, well, it's because I didn't have my color. It's okay. I, I'm still good. But yeah, do we, so we've got, we've, we went through like a lot of the really, really important questions. We addressed all the different colors in the rainbow. We've addressed dinosaurs, pizza, Slow Clap, the new album by Cuckoo Kangaroo coming out on May 21st. That's coming out. So pre-order now. So we've, we've talked about some of those important things. We mentioned podcast, which Pat and I do. It's a podcast talking about Holy Moly and all things mini golf, where we talk about Holy Moly and we talk about competitive game of mini golf and just the game of mini golf in general. So we're ta we've talked about a lot of those things. And we've mentioned the putting penguin and a couple putts. Are there other important things that we haven't addressed yet i think we're good i mean people please go check out the putt putt butt butt music video um it's directed by a man named vic berger who most people know from twitter makes funny videos there and uh, he works with uh tim and eric folks and stuff like that and a number of other amazing projects he, he puts out albums he, he's a musician and stuff and um so the video is uh, kind of a really different one for us and yeah we shot it in bloomington and uh, vic edited it uh so he didn't fly in or anything and pandemic style 
style. So uh, our friend Jules uh, shot it here and then we just sent him all the footage and he made it look cool. And uh, so, yeah, check out that. Check out Vic Berger. And uh, there will be a uh, putt, putt, butt, butt dance along video. They'll be coming out um, here in a couple weeks. So be on the lookout for that, too. Uh, of course, um, you know, the, you already know what the dance move is going to be, you guys. You can just visualize it right now. You know, if, if, if there were to be a dance move that you do on the putt-putt mini golf course, um, you, you know what that looks like. So, But we got a couple other moves in there for you. So um, our friend uh, Wampa Stomp, um, uh, Matthew, uh, he, uh, he created that one. Um, and it is, it's, it's a dance-along video like you've never seen before. We've made a lot of them. Uh, there's kind of a format to them that we try to keep to that, but it's also fun to see, uh, where else we can take it. And, uh, he did some really fun things with that. So, um, we have our own sort of like cuckoo chorus a little bit in there, um, with some references to our band and stuff. So uh, he created all that digitally and, uh, so yeah, check out those two videos. They'll be, uh, coming soon. So lots more, uh, lots more, uh, mini golf stuff from, uh, from our band. Yeah. I, I don't have any band stuff, but I do want to say on a personal note, Thank you, Tom, to you and Robin for, like we were saying, Walker, a long time ago and when we first started meeting you guys, just turning me on to just the possibilities of mini golf. I know we said we were going to make a mini golf song like, what, like nine years ago? We're like, we're going to do it. But we finally did it. Um, but you two have been just such wonderful fans and friends and supporters and um you guys are doing awesome stuff and we appreciate you and pat thank you to you too uh we've never met until right now but um we followed along for longer than um you know about so thanks and i can't wait to meet you guys and and uh hang out with malcolm you know party it down you guys are cool yeah i'd, I'd love to make a trip of up to the Minnesota way when all this is kind of wrapped up because there's a bunch of courses like Tom mentioned that, you know, we need to go play because I haven't really been up there. So look forward to meeting all you guys. We got to play. We got to play as a big group. It'll be fun. And so, you know, uh, that, there's we have like an exit for uh the putt cast that pat usually does and maybe we can even try to do it all together that's putt when ready but before i forget if you're listening to the podcast we are going to have putt putt butt butt immediately following this in its entirety to listen to with the podcast this is probably going to be airing a couple of days afterwards but if it's a little bit longer so be it but I wanted to let you know about that. And we've seen some amazing questions in the chat and we're going to do our best to address holy moly, ice cream questions, pizza questions probably will get answered maybe, but ice cream probably first and all of that. But um, yeah, thank you guys for joining us and for making this amazing song that is clearly going to be the summer song of 2021. I mean, duh. I mean, yeah, it is. Let's go. So, uh, Again, it's putt when ready. So on the count of three, one, two, Brian, you're still muted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> one, two, three, putt when ready. Putt when ready. Yeah. Putt when ready. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
This message from Rubber Putters Brand Putters. 